So he left to go to the toilet and he shat himself to death. <laughs> and then for five minutes, she's like, oh, I better go check on him. And she's crying outside. Because he's dead now. He's dead. And she, and she also dies in the toilet. And then, Wait, how did she die? Uh, she, she, trying to bring him back to life. And then she right, fell she's, she's in. Just she's giving him ass to mouth resuscitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to get this shit back in there. <laughs> oh, she's shit all his organs out. We don't get this inside out like an old To be fair, flow. you do shit right. Like the last thing you do before you die is you do shit yourself. So maybe really? she was trying to get back in. Mm. Is like some kind of like a. Maybe that's the one thing keeping him alive. That's true. You know? Oh. We all know that traditional Chinese tale of. <laughs> of <laughs> Yeah, this back into the man. Yeah, that's how the Chinese finger trap was invented. Then open the dresser. He looks at the closet. I pull out my Beretta. He walks up to the closet. Get closer to the closet. Now he's at the closet. Now he's opening the closet. Welcome back to another week of brief interviews with hideous men. And I'm your host. Your intrepid host, Jez Watts. Hello, pod friends, uh, pod listeners, uh, compadriots, perhaps. Uh, it's nice to have you back with us. Uh, this is a pretty fun app, I think. This is a, yeah, it's a good app, good episode. Uh, ep- you know, episode, that is the, the formal term uh, for which I'm using the colloquial language, ep, just to, you know, bring you in behind the curtain a little bit. Fuck, that's a stupid thing for me to say. Anyway, uh, welcome to welcome back for another week. Uh, we get into uh, a few different interesting things. We talk about going to Adelaide um, two years ago, uh, when, uh, well, I guess last year, when um, Nick and Nick and myself and a few other Perth comics, like we, we went to that festival for the first time, made a lot of pretty savage mistakes, and we sort of uh, talk about some of the fallout of that. Um, which is interesting to me because I just like went there for the second year and had a fucking wicked sick good time. It's um, it's a hard festival, but like once you start to really, I think, learn it, like it can be very rewarding. It's, it was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me, Adelaide. You were you were great. Um, I put uh, <laughs> the sting music there, or like to lead into the intro. Uh, that's like an excerpt from R. Kelly's "Trap in the Closet." If you haven't seen this, you can you can find it on YouTube. It's like twenty seven part se- like mini series almost. That R. Kelly, the rapper famous for peeing on a young lady, uh, an underage woman. By the way, is this is a question just for any maybe lawyers who might be listening? If you piss on like an underage girl, but you don't get sexually aroused, is that statutory rape, or is that just being like rude? I don't know. If you have an answer, tweet us at Brief Hideous on on, on Twitter. That's where you would tweet us. Um, Anyway, that's just just something I've been pondering. This is probably like the fucking 13th time I've recorded the intro for this, because I am hungover as shit. Um, I drank way too much last night. Anyway, um, what else did I want to talk to you guys about? That's pretty much it. So that is the intro. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode... I'm going to say episode 23. Episode 23. Episode 23. Comedy cabin in the woods. If if they if you think they're leaving because they could be, they could be was, going to the bathroom or, whatever. or get a drink. Yeah, sure. So or uh, getting more friends to come see this. But show. if if, <laughs> if five people stand up at the same time, you know they're leaving. Or three people stand up. Say if one person stands yeah. up, they go to the toilet for sure. They're gonna get a drink back for everyone, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you justify it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah three people though. I, I'm... I had one one <laughs> in Adelaide. We had uh, there's mm. a couple. Um, it was this is a, if it did just show in Adelaide. I remember this. So was was like, this the one that I um uh like didn't go to because yeah. I was now pissed off at the whole concept of doing Adelaide French. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I stayed home and played video games and jerked off in the house that we all. So we did. Okay. On, <laughs> prepara- in preparation was, for your show, we all jerked off in that house. Games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, this was this show was bad because it wasn't our fault. It was the, there was music playing downstairs. Oh yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, so it was yeah. music playing. And the downstairs. music was much better than us. So everyone <laughs> listened to the music instead. I think so, we should probably set up. Yeah, we should probably set up the whole show in that we. Um, so that's we, what you should do for most shows. 
you know, we usually come early, you set it up, uh, put some mics on, maybe a few speakers. Are you turning my microphone off? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, just adjusting you down, it's fine. Oh, um, cool. You don't want to be, you don't know, this goof be too good and then <laughs> blow everyone's earbuds out of their heads, like, and then their hat flies off. And their shoes fly off, and they're like, "Whoa!" All right, now I'm going to turn it off. <laughs> Wait, no, just <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so yeah, because we we booked a show in Adelaide Fringe, and we didn't know anything about it, and so we booked a show at a place called the World's End Bar. And uh, Sam Cribb, who used to be here, um, mm-hmm. he said he had been in Adelaide Fringe. He was like, "Oh, it's a great venue," and we got there, and mm-hmm. the venue was 30 minutes walking from the everything else at Fringe. <laughs> Which is, I don't know if you can put this, you know, picture this. That's a long way to go. It's an effort. To, to get to some fucking show from a, some fucking nobodies from Perth. Yeah. It's, you not like we have, it's not like we have a fan base in Adelaide who was like, oh my God, I can't wait to go and see fucking Nick Fuckface and Jez Idiot. <laughs> Jez, I you really brought this... marketing favoured you I a mean, that was my fault. That's but on me. You brought this on yourself so fucking much by putting it at a bar called The World's End. I, like, well, we didn't understand the irony of that. Until it sunk in. Or how apropos, anyway, it wasn't even ironic. I, I, I would take that literally. In? I would take that literally. I would go, that's a fancy name. Reminds me of Pirates of the Caribbean. I was going to bring it up. It doesn't remember Pirates of the Caribbean. <laughs> was there yeah. any Pirates yeah, of the like Caribbean? Maybe jo- if, if, if it turns out that Johnny Depp was there introducing all the shows, I would have been like, oh, that's great. I, I didn't see that coming either. <laughs> yeah. But it's made the show good. So, like, I would have been happy. I didn't know about the World's End Bar until we got there. So, anyway, so the show is there. Yeah. And, um, and music was playing downstairs, which just ruins comedy. It's terrible for so it. music playing being a live band, right? Yeah, and, and they're playing. It's the end of the world as we know it. Yeah, so you're yeah. trying to s- just set up your jokes, trying to create tension in the room, trying to get them to listen to all your little bits, and you deliver the punchline and nothing. Just every punchline just doesn't land just because the music. Because there's right. a window going from the room that we're in right. to the courtyard where the band is playing live. So the <laughs> their band music is coming right in the window. Even with the window closed, you can clearly hear mm. everything from that band. Well, I don't know whether this makes it sound like out of jealousy or whatever for musicians, right? But like, there's a big thing about one, comedians always been compared to musicians, and two, comedians seem to always want to be musicians. Yeah. Sort of that was their first dream, and then they settled for this because they have no talent, right? Um, sure. Yeah, fair that, enough. That was my path. But fuck me, I don't think people really enjoy music that much. They enjoy the music they like. I mean, just general live music. Right. Because the amount of times you see some. Loser, like a, a guy with an acoustic guitar, nobody around him, just inflicting his music on other people. At a, and he's, he's at pubs. There's a sparsely attended. I've been to shows where people yeah, go to see a band. Because I, I can't think of any parallel for comedy. He said uh, at the end of an open mic comedy show. <laughs> it's just I can't. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of a loser would would do their art to a sparsely attended bar audience? It's, no, this is <laughs> no, all right. Pull that. If you if you did comedy to the sort of event uh, that people like, they just do it what? on the street, or they do it here, or they do it with expressly knowing that right. people are going to fucking talk the entire time, and they don't do shit about it. They just be louder. Yeah, right? okay. that's a terrible life. And. Jez actually booked a gig like that for me uh, <laughs> recently. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Before we you get there. To... Oh, right, yeah, that's, it's, sorry, I sorry, sorry. I just, sorry. Uh, no, no, we'll it's, finish, it's, we'll finish. It's, 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 it's got to get, this story's got to get to an ending, and it's almost there, all right? Mm. A world ending. This is going back right to the... <laughs> <laughs> Are you it's following the, this list? It's the end of Nick's story as we know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my story... Uh, I'm not going to sing, um, but you remember the start of the <laughs> Fuck music, fuck music. Doesn't even come into this act. But do you remember, listeners, at the start of this podcast, we were talking about people walking out of the show, all right? If you don't I'm remember, coming back but- to that, listeners, okay? I probably should have given up on this story. Wait, but- Nick, sorry. If you don't remember that, note what number it is right now on your iPod. Go back and write five, ten minutes. Yeah. Listen to that. <laughs> then swing back then to get you. Back swing here. back this. Yes, you're, you're the right place right now. Okay? It's only been like, what, four minutes? Yeah, yeah. If, if you're just tuning in right now, Nick was talking about. Uh, so oh, well, I, right, I, I love listening to podcasts. We've got to skip forward and get, skip the ads. Just <laughs> get five minutes in. That's when the real plot starts. We're all fucking about in the beginning. That's well, kind of true for this podcast, actually. Yeah, no, yeah. I was about to say, like you've you've honestly told me that you skip my introductions anyway. No, I, I don't do it. I'm saying I should. <laughs> oh, good. That was because you had a fucking 15 minute introduction once for a podcast that was like maybe maybe twice that. Half an hour podcast, like, come on, it's a great intro. 
I've got a brand new story. Wait, wait, before you get there, I have to finish. <laughs> that was oh, not a story. You still have to finish my story. Oh, no, let's hear Manfred's story. Let's hear Manfred's setup. Let's let's hear have everyone start a story, and then we'll just go around in order and finish them off. And it'll be like Will Anderson's stage show, where it just calls back to everything throughout <laughs> oh, the whole podcast. Also, Jez, no one so goes good. to a fucking comedy show for the opener. Okay, <laughs> you're meant to be there to warm the crowd up, get in, get out. Yeah. But instead, you're like, "This is going good. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do a whole 15. Like, no, no, get off, quick, play the podcast." Yes, uh, you haven't noticed that, uh, and then so on and so forth. I don't know how your jokes go. I don't know. Yeah, you don't know how you... jokes go. That's what you meant to say. Sorry. I'm pretty sure I'm the uh, the funny one in the podcast. Yeah. Mm. Oh, actually, that's kind of true. Mm. It's just on. Yeah. All right. Never mind. Uh, Nick, finish your story. Okay. So at this show, um, I we was talking about people leaving before, and the um, there was a cook. couple. Uh, they're right at the mid forties, and um, <laughs> oh, no, no, let it be. Let it be. It's the music no, coming through no, this window. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I felt. Exactly. And I look at this couple, and I remember that I still remember them yeah. too. Their faces just had blonde hair. It was brown hair. Uh, he had, he had a, he had a, what a what a memory you have. He had a wrinkly face. <laughs> I remember him. I want to hear Nick and a sketch artist. Yes. <laughs> blonde hair blonde and brown hair and a wrinkly face. Nice. <laughs> Just tell, tell us where he touched you. And, and he gets up, right, and leaves. And I go, oh, he must be going to the toilet. And she sits and sitting there by himself. She's sitting there by herself waiting five minutes, right? And five minutes later, she gets up and leaves. The best fucking exit I've ever seen, right? It was very subtle. And that was a professional exit. And that's how you should exit. How did she, how'd she exit? Just she left as well. She's cartwheeled she out. Wait, she waited five oh. minutes because if they both got up, it yeah. would have been an attention oh. thing. Oh, I, would, oh, one I, got up there. Sorry. I would say as well, yeah. like she could have waited 35 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All she needed yeah. to do is not get up right as he got up and she could have walked out and you wouldn't have done shit about it. I, I think that he... The fact went- she waited a full five minutes actually shows she's a very nice person. Yeah, yeah they were, they, so it was, it, was, it, was, it was a very polite thing to do and... Um, and I'm surprised the people stayed there that long. How many people were in that show? Like, what percentage of the show was it that left when those two people left? Oh, from memory, I think around 15 people at the show. And um, I think those two left. Maybe another two left. There was a, actually 15, there was probably around two. five uh, people okay. left. Because we did, there was the next night. Like, cause, uh, by the way, uh, this was like like Nightmare Show or whatever that, that uh, Nick's talking about. These guys, because uh, I didn't go to that one. We had a run of three. I did the first one. I was like, this is bullshit. I'm going to go and just like eat. Hot dogs and yeah. go and see shows. Half an hour away. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. And I out. went. I went and I saw all the other shows like the next night. Oh. And then they sent me a. They sent me like a text messages. Like all of them together sent me text messages. Oh my god, this was the most amazing show ever. Like everything about it was perfect. You really missed out on this one because they thought I would be like, oh fuck, you guys. You know, like you guys got it, and I'm such an idiot or whatever. And I messaged back like, oh that's great, and I was really happy for them. And then they were like mad at me that I was happy because like that's not what they <laughs> oh, were trying no. to. Suggest. That's not what they're trying yeah, to produce yeah. in me. They were trying to create jealousy, and I was yeah. just like a good person. And they were like, yeah. "Fuck you, man!" Uh, but I did the next night. We all did the next mm. night. Uh, four people in the audience. Nice. One of the best shows we I've ever done. There you go. Um, do you know why? Those we, four people were the Beatles. That's they, right. We, we came it. back alive. Two of them were dead. Yeah. <laughs> two of the yeah, two of the corpses and uh, Jazz what? is me, John Lennon. I think your comedy is real groovy. That's yeah. That's, this is me. All the other Beatles. He's been baby. following me around this whole time. Jazz is me, John Lennon. Do you find me horny, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Sorry about the music coming through the window. <laughs> I thought people would more appreciate the fucking Beatles coming back <laughs> to your shitty little show. Sh- shut your damn window. <laughs> it's Ringo, you do I tell him. <laughs> to be fair, we shouldn't have booked the gig at a place called The World's End. That's all bad, really. I think our managers maybe did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were just going to leave it untitled like the White Album. <laughs> Sorry, so this is John Lennon. Who is this? Who am I talking to over here? Uh, My brother, I, John I'm George Lennon. Martin. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the producer. Uh, but yeah. What if there was a podcast where John Lennon was on it? Wouldn't that be great? Oh, Wouldn't that be funny and original? Yeah, you could be like, it, it could be called like Ask John Lennon something. No, yeah. that's dumb. No. Yeah, the, no. Why, why is that the title? Oh, there is, there is a podcast uh, oh. for that. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It's a comedy bang bang uh, spinoff. It's uh, from it's on Earwolf. Okay. Uh, so, my yeah. apologies. I thought you were just like yeah. It'll be called uh, John Lennon podcast. Okay, <laughs> man. 
Great riff. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we can't all do improv, man. No, it was a good, it was Some a of us riff. bring up just actual facts and then it talk about good, those. It yeah, was Hollywood good. facts. <laughs> oh, let's. All right, this is too self-referential. This, this is what good. I think happened. I'm going to end Nick's story about ending this story, yep. right? I think this is what, genuinely what happened. So he left to go to the toilet and he shat himself to death. <laughs> and then for five minutes, she's like, oh, I better go check on him. And she's crying outside. Because he's dead now. He's dead. And she, and she also dies in the toilet. And then, Wait, how did she die? Uh, she, she, trying to bring him back to life. And then right, she, she fell she in. She's sh- like, giving him ass-to-mouth resuscitation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, we got to get this shit back in there. <laughs> oh, she's, she's shit all his organs out. We don't get inside out like an old To be fair, club. you do shit right. Like the last thing you do before you die is you do shit yourself. So maybe really? she was trying to get back in. Is like some kind of like a maybe that's the one thing keeping him alive. That's true. You know, oh. we all know that traditional Chinese tale of <laughs> of rubbing yeah, the shit sh- back into the man. Yeah, that's how the Chinese finger trap was invented. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the music was just to calm people down because there was like ambulances and blood and that sort of stuff. And right. Yeah. So really, must thank that lady. Sure. Yeah. Or maybe Nick, you just don't know music enough, and it was just an ambulance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just sirens wailing. You're like, this fucking music, god damn it! <laughs> Very repetitive. That like last fun. night, um, the uh, the bar, the like the the guy the guy who ran the venue as well turned off all the lights downstairs before our <laughs> show started. Okay, <laughs> he turned off all the lights downstairs uh, before the show started, so it looked like the whole venue was closed. <laughs> And so the four people that did come in, right. like, were the four people who saw a building that yeah. was dark. Oh, so this that is burglars. Walk, that they've walked half an hour to get to from anything that's happening. Yeah. And then still opened the door and been like, is there a show in here? Right. And then walked upstairs into our room. That's amazing. Uh, so those four people actually, uh, yeah. all four of them, by the way, were Span- native Spanish speakers. Mm. Mm. Uh, so maybe, I don't know, maybe it's just yeah. different in Spain. It's like dark, dark building means, means, means that you still have shows. All four of them had balaclavas on. And the lights <laughs> yeah. come on. They had shotguns, fuck. sure. We can't all leave at once. They're going to know we're burglars. <laughs> We're gonna go once every five minutes. Well, yeah, I do wonder if there were people that came, that walked all that way and were just like, oh, I guess there's no show, mm. and then they yeah. just walked half an hour back. I doubt I'm it. Taking this, <laughs> there were fifteen the night before. Like there must have been, right? I mean, you know, what are they gonna do? Go again? <laughs> At, um, on the fuck night, you, Adelaide, you piece of shit. On the bad night, shit and me. <laughs> on the bad night with the music interrupting's worst show ever. There was someone that left Nick Cody's show early to come to our show. Oh, that's true. Nick yeah. Cody, famous comedian yep. who's been on Conan and whatnot. Yeah, Great. they left his show so they could get to Infinite fucking Jest. Nick Marrow's <laughs> show. Wow. What was the show? What was your show called? Like, Infinite Jest. We just got Infinite Jest. Yeah. Hey, that's not worth. Oh my god! <laughs> really I was cool. flyering today, and I was giving out a flyer. Infinite Jest Adelaide edition, perhaps. I, ha- I handed out a handed out a flyer to a lady. She's like, Infinite Jest. What's this about? Is is it based on the book? Is it like a reading? Like, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, oh. it's a, yeah, it's a based on the book because people who come here kill themselves. <laughs> uh, I, was like, I was like, oh, it's just. It's just comedy. It's got it, nothing to do with that. Just like, oh, just it's not for you. <laughs> just if they know the book, don't come. Mm. I mean, you have a fucking copy of it in like the fucking silver case, don't you? Don't you, don't you keep a, like a copy of Infinite Jest or a, a book in like the silver case that you have? Really? I no, I don't keep is a that, copy. Is that a legal requirement? Uh, yeah, anyone <laughs> yeah. who uses the name in any context must always yeah. carry it in their breast pocket in yeah. case uh, someone shoots a bullet and then it stops. Ouch. <laughs> it stops the bullet And then yeah Like uh, uh, Also then you go back in time And you have an Old West adventure um, oh, I've never read Infinite Chess I didn't realise that was the plot Yeah that's the plot of Infinite wow. Chess That's um, a little page turner uh, Yeah I've never I, I started nothing. reading it By which I mean I bought it on Kindle And didn't open it You don't mean I opened a Kindle That's yeah. as far as I got through Infinite Chess um, But yeah no I, uh, that's, just, that's just the book Sarah Young The uh, The 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 Sarah Young. That's, uh, that's what she gave it. She yeah. turned it to a book? Oh, <laughs> no. we got to reverse the curse, guys. Guys, just don't read the book. Watch the movie. There's a movie about it. I'm uh, not going to do fucking Eva. I don't give a shit. Is, um, what do I care? End of, end of the, um, I'm not going to like fucking see it and then come next day like, guys, I figured out what comedy is. <laughs> this is why all the crowd didn't like me. No, it's because I'm not funny to them. Oh, I uh, have to believe in yourself more. And also, I do. I believe in myself sto- a lot. You could have stopped that sentence two words earlier. <laughs> no, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
Yeah. <laughs> Double Z. That was a good response. You're going to fucking stop full stop, Jez, okay? <laughs> I'm here to save this podcast bit by bit by doing bits. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> these, uh, these microphone things, uh, what are they made out of? Huh? Foam? <laughs> Clark Rubber, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> this is a bit. <laughs> Uh, I don't actually know what a bit really is. I just use it to describe comedy in all sense. <laughs> it's like a series of premises strung together in an act out. It's got just went straight to the act out without any premise. <laughs> you, guys, you guys remember that? Uh, Clark Rubber ad, so the, the platypus is like, Clark Rubber! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking good time, all right? It was a great 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 fucking oh, sweet. Uh, anyway, uh, Jesse, uh, can I get a spot next week? <laughs> I have to do comedy tomorrow, and I'm so scared because I didn't know. What are you? What are you performing tomorrow? Oh, uh, I'm performing at the gala. Uh, are you? Oh, really? No, gala, like of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even get on tonight. I'm performing at the gala. <laughs> literally, everyone was just like, "Well, we're so used to people, we don't tr- like respect getting spots that we're supposed to get." <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> wow. Oh, okay, then. Well, I thought it was more like they trusted me. Like, oh yeah, I, I, I believe that. Uh, but no, I'm doing Shapiro's. Oh. yeah. Yeah, I'm Can I have your spot? No. Oh, I need one. Prove it. What's your Clark Rubber material? Win the spot off him. Uh, 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 shoes, shoes are weird. Got a point. This is my Clark Rubber joke. Okay. The last time I wore a Clark Rubber, I was fucking Clark. Hey. You could have said something about fucking Superman, maybe. That would have been that would have been another step. Clark, Clark Kent. Kent. That would be another not, step back from it's it. It's not called Clark Kent Rubber. <laughs> no, Listen, no, but in America like... it is called Superman rubber. Oh, that's fair. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Superman lube. It's called. It. <laughs> All right, what's Nick's Clark rubber joke? Oh, I don't, I'm not gonna. <laughs> oh, no, it's, not, it's not too. Look at Nick. Myself. You've got your first. Solo it's fine, show. Nick. We have ten minutes. You can do it. <laughs> All right, Nick. You've got, you. you've got your first solo show coming up. Yes. What, how do you feel about it? Um, look, I got had an anxiety attack on the weekend. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, good, good. Yeah. Because all the ticket sales, you're like, there's so many of them. What am I going to do? Nick's actually been doing great for sales. Oh, of course, yeah. You do the voice show. of the Clark Rubber. No, I've only got two shows that are good. The rest of Clark Rubber. Yes, I do. So how do you feel, Nick? Uh, look, really, I mean, on the weekend, I went away with some friends, and yeah. one of the things I was going to do, I was going to perform my comedy with, for them, right? Just to rehearse. Oh, boy! Oh, how, no, many, no, no, no. how many friends were in this group? Uh, four, including me. <laughs> so, no, 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 no. So three other people. And well, that's your, usually your crowd, though. You're used to that. You <laughs> so it's your second best gig besides the Adelaide one. <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. What, what made you want to do this? in the woods, you locked them up, and you just, the whole weekend, you're just like, I'm doing bits to you guys, I'm doing bits to you guys, and they're... I would, I would genuinely imagine that you had you locked them in like with a padlock, and were like, "Now I'm going to do my show," and then you did your crazy like little laugh. Can you do that right now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Some of that. I mean, it's, it's very similar. But yeah, you did that, and then they all just like tensed up and sat down and like watched you. Yeah, why did you do it? Well, I just wanted to have a rehearsal. I wanted to have proper full rehearsal. I think it is good mm-hmm. to do really- a run like that. By yeah. the way. Um, Okay, man. Well, I did it. I did one to eight comics. Yeah. Uh, last year, mm. which was soul destroying. Were you there? Were you one of the people? I was. I have notes. It was absolutely soul destroying. It was the worst experience I've ever had, but it made the show way better. Right. I don't. I would be like doing it to eight comics. Like, was no laughs, obviously, because mm. uh, I was doing it. Uh, <laughs> but also, like, it's just eight comics. Yeah. I would imagine you'd probably get more laughs from three, like, civilians or whatever. Oh. Like and they were everyone was inebriated, really inebriated. I think that's a good way to do it, right? I was inebriated, and uh, <laughs> oh, no, now it's, it's getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> we were so driving at the I'm time. I'm gonna get fucking drunk. <laughs> I'm gonna basically tell you my show, <laughs> and at the end of it, uh, we're all gonna pass out together. I should warn happened? you. Well, most of my stories about you guys and how much <laughs> of fucking cunts you are. Yeah, you so about to say C word on this thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a podcast. Got a microphone, but that's mine. Sure. <laughs> so one of my friends, uh, Rahul, he um, he got up and in, he, he emceed the show. Oh, that's <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> I need a warm up. I need a warm up. Right, so right? if, I can, if I can just fully explore this, right? Like, uh, one, one third of the audience got up <laughs> to emcee the show to the remaining two people. No, I was in the crowd, so he was like, <laughs> so you yeah. came up from the crowd to do the show. Oh, he was doing crowd work with me and stuff and. Nick, I gotta ask, was he a better MC than you are? 
<laughs> he must have been. Did he control the crowd? If you judge my MC performance based on 51st jokes, yes. He's a better MC than me. Um, he, was in, he did great, um, considering he hasn't done comedy for a while. He was he does, really and he was only doing it to his two, his three best friends, yeah. one of whom asked him to do it. Nick, who do you, you think is more likely to get an MC spot uh, first, me or him? Well, he's oh. already got one. He got this beautiful... He I mean, I mean, it's, I mean he's, he's, work, he's a working town. MC now. I mean, yeah. Jess, hey, I MC'd your show. <laughs> you got an MC so, on your show? So he gets show. up. He starts riffing with the crowd. Yeah, yeah. And Riffing, um, okay. and he was getting laughs. Crowd is really the wrong word, but go ahead. <laughs> in front of in front of us, he was getting laughs, and then when he's, he was he's doing talking it, to you, he's having a conversation with his friends, like, and he was doing a bit of it's called crowd work, man. For it, okay. And when he was doing it, I started to get, I started to feel a bit insecure because I was like, wow, he's doing so well. There's <laughs> <laughs> pressure on me yeah, to do yeah, better yeah, than him. I'm gonna follow this first act. I love it. Four, four drunk friends <laughs> hanging out. One of them gets up and just starts riffing with the other ones. And Nick's like, oh, my God, how am I going to compete? <laughs> so, and then he introduces me. Right? I go on stage. They clap. I grab the Welcome bucket. to the stage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I say, From the up. audience. Yeah. <laughs> I give it up for Rahul Reddy, everyone. They clap. Yeah. Oh, it's like, Rahul. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. And... Um, Got some fans here, obviously. Oh, dude, that sounds a great MC. He's so much better than you. <laughs> what? Don't point to me. And Nick. You haven't seen the MC. Also, I did well. The crowd, the crowd clapped for me, you know. So, yeah, yeah. so... Yeah, and I was right, like, right. thanks for coming, guys. Yeah. Thanks, da, 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 thanks, for coming. <laughs> thanks for not escaping. <laughs> I did a little bit of banter, right? And then I went into my bits, right? Uh, um, I, I went into that, like, I did the bits and they were loving it, right? One, like, one minute in, two minutes in, they were loving it. And then, like, two and a half minutes in... Something in my brain happened where I just got incredibly anxious and I thought about how bad... I thought about... I had a revelation that performing a solo show is basically like performing to a friends in the living room, right? I think there's a similar concept. If you can kill... See, why, friend, do, you, why do you think during this particular yeah. trial he thought that? <laughs> <laughs> That's what came to my mind. And I was like, if I can kill it in this room in front of these guys, I can kill it anywhere, right? <laughs> Okay. That's the, good, because people are usually funny in front of their friends, just kill it in comedy. Every time I meet a new open micer <laughs> yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm, I'm the fucking clan of my group. Yeah, oh, oh I tell you. Yeah, they always do. No, but if you do bits in front of your friends, it's different to just being funny in a group. I mean, yeah, like there's... Doing a, a stand-up show in front of your friends is different. I mean, doing like a solo stand-up show, that's like doing it in a lounge room. We're doing like a, like a giant group show, like a tour. That's like, that's like being the funniest guy at the work site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so so you're doing well two and a half and minutes then in. in my brain I started self-analyzing everything like that I started imagining, oh fuck, if I fuck this up Right, what I'm doing right now in front of my friends I'm going to fuck my show up And that was too much pressure on me to, to, to Too much pressure for me to perform well In front of this shitty lounge room gig <laughs> You booked it it. <laughs> it, was the, it was the best lounge gig In front of three ever. friends that you forced to watch you Yeah, <laughs> and then I was like If I fuck up, if I fuck this up I'm going to fuck up my solo show, right? Because I, I thought they were linked I wasn't processing properly And then I had deep anxiety That kicked in And then I just choked I couldn't go on anymore So you and, did two and a half minutes And then I was choked And I got off stage Did your MC do longer? He did yeah. like four minutes Five minutes <laughs> Oh He's MC'd him twice as long Oh no <laughs> Right <laughs> To be and fair then, You know New acts always I do I walk this. off And my friends Everyone just There's this dead silence In the room They don't know what to do They, yeah. they feel me injured And completely like um, Fucking Having this anxiety attack, they're like, "Oh shit, let's put some music on." They all start panicking. Oh, <laughs> it solves just, all problems. This is, this is the tech scrambling at the show. Like, oh shit! music, lights. Uh. <laughs> wow, wow. So, so not even there wasn't even free friends in the thing. It was like just people who were at the show that were part of it. There was an MC was in the audience. The two tech people. <laughs> Was the fucking bar staff in there as well? The g- mate giving out drinks. <laughs> they said like, "Let's turn the music on." With such pity, I was, and then I was like, oh, I started angry doom, at them doom, having this doom, pity on me. I'm doom, like, Guys, doom, don't do this. Doom, don't, like, don't act like that. And then, like, they didn't know what to do because they they're trying to calm me down or reassure me in a in a friendly way because they don't want like. Mm. And then, did your friend come up to him like, "Hey, buddy, it's just a weird crowd." <laughs> <laughs> they just don't know you. It's fine. And then, and then, and then, uh, it was just really awkward. And then I just went back into my room <laughs> and stayed there for like half an hour. <laughs> oh, half an hour. Yeah. And they're, right now, all three of them would be like, "What should we do at night? Like, yeah. We are meant to be here for an hour. Uh, I was, I was just—it's this part of the show." <laughs> 
that was the city where we were processing, thinking about, oh fuck, oh fuck, I'm so scared, I'm so scared of my solo show. I was going in this fucking cycle of um, like a spiral. Yeah, yeah. and um, cycle of spirals, yes. And and when I had the anxiety, like I had this deep, heavy thing in my chest, and my whole identity as a comic, as a stand-up, was just crushed. Like, because if I fail this show in front of my family and friends. I'll, I'll kill my identity Like Because like, this, this show A lot of my family And friends Are going to be there uh-huh. And for a long time When I've been performing Stand up I said don't come To see my stand up ever right. Don't see any of it yep. I've also told people time, To go see Nick's stand up <laughs> First time My friends have never Really seen me At all It's the first time I've allowed them to come So the first time In five years They're going to see me And yeah. judge What I've been doing For the last five years mm. That's a lot of pressure for me. And then, so anyway, I had that anxiety. I thought, and it was just crazy. I've never experienced anxiety like that before. Now I can relate to people like um, Ben Mulvey and stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) Why Ben Mulvey? I thought about Ben Mulvey when I was having this, like, Ben's got the anxiety and depression. This is, like, this is how he feels all the time. I've never seen that happen to Ben, to be honest. Yeah, he's (laughs) never, like, uh, he's never (laughs) aborted a set two and a half minutes in. And then, and then, uh, like, everyone in the room just sadly turned the music on. (laughs) I mean, some people say, Oh man, it's so sad about right. Ben. I mean, yeah, some people say that Ben should start aborting uh, his sets two minutes in, but he just doesn't. He does <laughs> the whole. True. He does the whole time. Yeah, does the whole six oh, minutes. Because right. well, I had some chats about Ben with about depression, anxiety, and um, mm. and he's on did a podcast here as well. But um, so I thought about him weirdly enough, and um, yeah, the next day the anxiety was still there. He was fucking there all day, yeah. and he had another show to do. He was, he was and then, there all <laughs> and then you know what stopped his it? You know what, killed, you know what killed my anxiety? I did, I did a gig last night. At Dr. Nick Hunter's operational comedy, and I was like, if I fuck this up, the anxiety is just going to get so much worse. But if oh. I do well, it's just it's going to go away. And I did well, and it went away. Cool. I think that's all you need. Like when one you start gig. when you start to doubt yourself as a comic, you just need one good gig, and then you're yeah. fine. Um, and also, like, yeah, if you have like two or three bad ones in a row, or if you just ones you feel bad about, like it's amazing how that can build. Because uh, like comedians are just like neurotic in general. Mm. I think. Um, like, yeah, like, I had uh, the split show with Glenn, and, like, we talked about it on this uh, separate podcast, so I won't, like, cover it too much. But, like, I did this... How did he record a separate podcast about me? You know, like, it's, it was better. Uh, but um, <laughs> Fucking doubt it. <laughs> no, like, uh, but I did the split show with Glenn, and because I was doing, like, year-old material, uh, so that Glenn would do a show, because I didn't want to reuse anything from my solo show, I was doing stuff that I was like, this doesn't represent me. I'm a better comic than this material. And Glenn was just doing his A stuff. And so doing that show, I didn't realize until I did it once. And I walked out and I was like, I feel like a piece of shit. Like everyone just watched us do stuff, assumed that we were both trying just as hard. And I was, it was just like, oh, there's that funny guy and Jez. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like that's in my head. I believe that. I don't know. If that's necessarily yeah. what the audience yeah. is thinking. Hey, come on. But I probably didn't know your name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Beat me to it. But I'm no. Sorry. But for sure, like for sure, like I know I can do better than that. Mm. Also, I like I got laughs or whatever, and it was a funny show, and I like came up with a lot of the structure. But like you don't, like an audience doesn't be like, oh, I bet that guy wrote structural things. <laughs> you know, like that. But I know the stuff I did like didn't represent me, and so I walked out feeling like shit. And so for I've been in a funk like since the show because then it got to the second show and I was like oh no I know I'm gonna feel shit now at least like when I finished the first show it was a surprise and the second one I felt terrible and the last two days I've just been real sad and been feeling like I'm not funny at all because I did year old material and put it next to like my funniest friend and mm. then uh, I just all I'd, my funniest friend and then. <laughs> And the thing is, like tonight, I'm, I'm right. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> tonight, I didn't even, I didn't have like a crusher set or anything. But just doing jokes that were better than that, like I was like, yeah, I actually can be funny, uh, and now I feel fine. Yeah. And I, I think it's amazing how like whatever your last gig is can fucking affect yeah. you yeah. too much. You know. Yeah, and I completely agree with all that. And one thing I am thankful for, I had my anxiety attack a week before my show because if I had this shit an hour before I go, oh on, yeah. Mm. That's Fuck why. Nice. That's why I think it's crazy to do a trial, even like in bad circumstances or whatever. Obviously, yeah. like you only got through two and a half minutes or whatever. But um, but that two and a half minutes was solid. I was really happy. Oh yeah, you're Oprah. Fucking good, man. Oh man, I, I love that your MC did twice as long. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I think it's great to like do that run like an hour, a week before. Uh, it doesn't like mean anything necessarily, but it's like it's just conceptualizing doing a show. Yep, um, that's important. I, I read a book called Choke. I didn't read all the book, but in this book it talks about... You bought it on Kindle and uh, opened it and then uh, <laughs> forgot about it. 
I read, I read about airport, you know, you read half of it when you're on the plane and you forget about it. But in this book, it talks about people who choke. Mm. And one of the things they, they say is, man, rehearse. And because when you're performing, subconscious kicks in and you're way less likely to choke if you just had even a dry run. A soft oh, run, totally. It, it will. It does wonders, man. So you've got right. to do that. Like it's just there's scientific studies that back all that. Because yeah, there so. are there are people who do like visualization stuff where they visualize themselves like winning or whatever, like say like a sporting competition or a fight or something. And it then they did studies on it. It turns out if you visualize like the actions you have to take rather than the victory, because people like visualize victory, being like, oh yeah, I want to get on top of the nerves. But if you visualize the things you have to do in order to get to victory. That's what actually improves your performance. I like that tip. I yeah, it's that. like yeah, you go. You don't visualize being like given a laurel. You visualize fucking doing the task, yeah. and then when you get to doing it, you've already like you've already essentially like set in place the neurons in your mind, like the neural connections that you have to to, to do that thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think like telling telling the jokes even like to nobody is helpful. I think telling the jokes to like a few friends or a few comics or whatever, like actually going through the whole show like properly. Uh, even though it's brutal, I mean, it was brutal doing it to comics. It was probably fine, uh, to you had your panic attack to the yeah. your three friends or whatever. Yeah. But, um, but like, yeah, just, just, just going through the whole show, it's like, it's got to set you up well. Or yeah. it's got to set you up better than not doing it. Yeah. And yeah. Rahul said, I can come back and perform the whole show in front of just him. Oh, you got to, you, you booked another game? You booked another one. Oh, good job. Hey, you come back and push down room whenever you want, man. Oh, man, that's great. I thought I was bad for the room, man. My back bad. (laughs) Is it just a five... Is it a paid spot or a five minute? (laughs) It's a a whole show, man. It's a 40... I'm going to do a 40 minute set, man. No, oh, so, that's yeah. nice. That's nice. Nah, uh, he's probably just basing on the stuff he's seen, though. It's just that two minutes. <laughs> he wants that two minutes just over and over again. <laughs> that's what the audience likes, you know? Do that. Just imagine how... I uh, just imagine how excited those friends are when they go to see your show and they realize there's like 28 more minutes of comedy that you're going to do. And like, wh- what? There's more? He wrote all this in the past few days? Wow. <laughs> like... They get to four minutes in and they're like, wait a minute. Like, I thought we could leave by now. Yeah. Like, this is a two and a half minute show, I thought. We overcommitted. What the fuck is this? We got, I got appointments to get to. This Because uh, it's an interesting uh, area of, of Fringe to be in. I don't... I assume it's coming out relatively... Well, it's, we're near the beginning mean, of Fringe. Yeah, you mean like, because it's a couple of days yeah. in or... A couple of days in, right? Like, it's not right at the beginning where everyone's nervous and blah, 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 or excited to a certain extent. It's like you're in the swing of Fringe, mm. but in my opinion, anyway, there's still like a bunch of shows. You're like, oh yeah, yeah da, 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 da. Like, like inspiration from that, inspiration from that. But it's too late to really do anything about it. You just have to like, do you mean like as a performer, as a performer. Oh so, yeah, for yes. sure. Uh, like, if, if if you didn't do any shows at all, you could watch Fringe, and often at the end of Fringe, I can write all the things I like and try things. But at this stage. And that's really. I honestly don't. I'm not even sure I want to see very good shows if I've got a bunch of gigs coming up because is I only came ever see. What's that? Is that where you came down tonight? <laughs> yes, exactly. And then smooth sailing. It's going to be great uh, because it's like you can't really change your shows, right? Especially if you have a long show. I'm not though. I haven't had a solo show, but there's only so much you can change. Uh, unless you happen to take... I think people do change quite a lot, actually. Especially during the first run of the first festival they do. Well, let's say like, you've got... I'll use your show as an example. Well, ahead, well no, for instance, uh, like uh, Ben Mulvey and Andrew Portelli, two very yes. funny friends of ours, yeah. um, they, have a, they have a split show, and uh, the first show they did was abysmal, apparently. Right. Um, both really funny guys. I mean, they're doing like a storyteller show, but it's supposed to be funny and stuff as right. well, but Ben was writing his up to the day of the show. Uh, had you know hadn't really tested it, and um, he did half an hour and just like it was all about depression, right? And uh, I, I saw him post like a Facebook post like the day after, like the an hour after the show. Uh, note to self: must write more jokes about depression. I saw that as well. Uh, yeah, which like apparently just went like real terribly. He rewrote the entire thing uh, and went great. And now it's a really great show. Like, I think people, oh. I think people change their shows a lot. And, like, Simon Taylor, who's on tonight, great comic, like, touring comic, like, does a lot of stuff mm-hmm. in the States. Uh, he was saying, like, oh, yeah, like, I've done my show two days now. I've already cut 15 minutes and added uh, a bunch of extra things. Oh. I well, think loads of people well, use, I'll take it back use that festival experience to, like, grow a show, change a show, all that kind of thing. That's actually what gives me hope because I feel like yeah. I looked at my show today and I was like, I don't think it's ready. And I think that's what you should be doing at a festival. That's the real, that's the proper way. Well, particularly when you're touring a show. Yeah. It's like you, whatever first festival you go to, it's kind of dog shit. 
Yeah. Uh, like I saw Chris Waynehouse, amazing comic, like great, like top tier comic from uh-huh. Australia. Last year I saw his show, like I think first or second day in, and this was the first festival he was doing. And I was like, I don't know what people are talking about with Chris Waynehouse. This is fucking shit. And then uh, like, I didn't even see that show later, but I just saw him at gigs and I was like, oh no, you're a top tier comic. Like mm. that was just you working at a show that you were thinking about on the plane. Can we, like, all as a, as a nation, as a world, maybe, assign a particular festival to be the dog shit festival? I think it's Perth. It's <laughs> <laughs> Fringe Adelaide, isn't it? Adelaide is uh, the toughest festival, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Because, uh, yeah, I think loads is of people... Is it like the tough that- mutter of festivals? Yeah, no, genuinely, something like that. Like everyone, think, even people knowing that they know it's going to be shit. Yeah, like the people go there. I think a like lot of people do. Yeah, a, a lot of people totally go to Adelaide with something un- undeveloped because they're like, mm. it's not going to be good anyway. Yeah, because Edinburgh is often the the capper. Ed- Edinburgh is often the thing that you take the great show to, mm. in the hopes you get like noticed. Well, I had heard. I don't know if this is even true or even true anymore. But uh, either the Brighton Festival or the... Is it Brighton Festival? Yes. Oh, I used to live in Brighton. Uh, I lo- oh, well, I there you go, right? I, love well, I got offered $5,000 well, for my anal virginity. And I didn't huh? And I didn't give it up. And I still regret it to this day. Because <laughs> $5,000 could go a long way. And then how long ago yeah. was that? Oh, that was probably almost 10 years now, I guess. So if that $5,000 eight, eight would have been... It would be gone. <laughs> it would have grown and invested. And yeah, yeah, that's what would have happened. Yeah. You would have yeah. put I, away in your savings. I or... Yeah, I would have put it into cocaine that I then put also into my butt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 10 years ago, you would have probably put it into Apple and then, uh, wait a minute, what's this iPhone? Wait a minute. <laughs> what stocks? They're going up. And then you, uh, you would own the most wealthy room in, in uh, all of... In all of Perth. Uh, the wealthiest roof. Yep. <laughs> Infinite Jess, but with a lot of money, is the whole Infinite Jess, but able to pay their bills. Yeah. That's, that's what I would own. Sorry, you were saying. Oh, there, was, there wasn't much to it, and this might, I might even be not even the case anymore, but apparently, like, Brighton Festival, it's on in the, uh, the summertime, so it's a few months, well, a month or two, before the proper, the proper festival, Edinburgh Festival. Right. Right? Uh, and then, so they do that, which is a right, and it's a very nice place. Oh, I haven't great. been there it's and fantastic. full of people that love anal virginity or whatever it's the gay capital of the UK like loads of people who like uh, their parents kick them out like because they're gay like oh, okay. move to Brighton well, yeah, this is what I don't know why that's the case it no just no is. no yeah, I mean, yeah. why not it's got a lovely sh- it's, it's wonderful the, I will say the beaches there I thought were beaches right. they're just like rocks and water right <laughs> like that's, that's yeah. not a beach that's what you're waiting for a festival to be nice but and no also one can really escape floating feces there's a bit of that oh I, I don't know why I, I gestured to Nick as if he'd be into it, <laughs> but he did respond as if he was, so thank you for going with me on that one. Yeah. I was like, yeah, Nick, you're into floating shit. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, so it's, it's, so it's so fun, Brian, it's sunny. You, you do your, the first beginnings of your show, especially if it's got any sort of topic or whatever, it's so loose, and people are enjoying it, they're, having, they're happy to see any sort of comedy, it can be very loose, mm-hmm. and then you go the less, this is what someone said, Leicester Festival, which is owning like half a month before Edinburgh, like it's right before it. And that's like the real panic festival. And you see a lot of like real sweaty shows and people trying to bring this fucking thing together. And, it's, you know, and then Edinburgh's the proper one. And which right. you probably like, there's a lot of brilliant shows together as well. And imagine. then eventually by the end, Edinburgh finishes that last day. You might have a show and then you discard it forever. And then you live your miserable English life. I mean, I'm, I'm very <laughs> excited about the idea of, um, like some, I'm going to be doing Edinburgh this year, yes. of, of doing a show... For 30 days Right And doing it every day Yes And then at the end of that Like seeing what that might look like Because I've I mean I've I don't think at any point in the past As much as I like Hustle for gigs or whatever But being in Perth I don't think I've even had A period of time Where I've gigged for 30 days Of like Five minute spots In a row like 30 days in a row is actually no, no. crazy. Like I've gotten, sometimes I'm like, oh man, I had like, oh, maybe I think max I've had two weeks in a row yeah, yeah. on a really lucky run. Yeah. Or, or just like all my gigs happen to be sandwiched together. The idea of doing like an hour mm. for 30 days in a row plus other spots and things as well. Yeah. Like I, I, I have to imagine I'll be a much better comedian. I certainly hope so. Oh, yeah. Much more rehearsed comedian. <laughs> No, I mean that positively. Oh, okay, no, okay. I thought, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, that was the damning with faint praise thing. Like, well, I suppose so, you'll so. rehearse your shit. <laughs> yeah, at the, very, at the very least, yeah, you will. What Nick was talking about before, if you you can't choke because you can always go back to that shit script that you just know off by heart. Sure. <laughs> 
You're never going to choke, my friend. That's exciting. Unless thing. you choke at Edinburgh, and then you'll be choked in front of the world stage. All everyone there that's worth a damn will see you choking. I don't think anyone's going to come to my show. <laughs> yeah, well, so, uh, speaking of Fringe, uh, I spent my first day of Fringe uh, from 6 a.m. till 3 p.m. Uh, dressed up as a ghost uh, filming a video. Of? I don't know. Oh. Well, oh. all right. Who asked you to do this? Uh, Alexander got in touch with, uh, with Vidya and like, she was like, oh, I need someone to be a ghost. And uh, well, you know, I, you see my credentials. Uh, I'm white. Uh, people barely see me. And uh, even though I'm on stage, I, people act like I'm not. Make no impact. Yeah, make no impact. Uh, and also, I'm always rattling these chains. Mm-hmm. My bowling chain. Huh? Ah, the missus. Thanks for the, uh, the sound snort. Uh <laughs> I gave you what it deserved. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like it deserved more, which is uh, what my final, my final thing in this earth will be. Yeah, I think that's what your tombstone will read. <laughs> <laughs> your tombstone will read. It was a weird crowd. I can't. I don't think I can, I can afford a, a tombstone with the kind of comedy rate I'm going right now. I think uh, someone's going to carve into the tree that grows out of my dead body, like <laughs> S Heart J. It doesn't mean anything. It's just two two fucking shitty teens carving their goddamn initials into a tree that was buried on my dead body because I was buried in a ditch somewhere. And it's like, who's carving shit into trees nowadays? You know, just like fucking send an email. Shitty teens, yeah. Send an email that says S Heart J. Get like a fucking tattoo. Get like your own tiny tree. Get like a your own tree. Fucking, <laughs> why don't you fucking millennials carve into your fucking Farmville trees, huh? Think about that, dickhead. <laughs> Why don't you go play your fucking Skyrim and take your take your elven dagger and carve a SL loves Jay? In the- <laughs> oh my god! What? He what is, is he is trying so hard to have this yeah. get to a funny point and no, it is getting yeah. more it's and more that's insane. Not, that, that's not, I'm going for a millennial character, which is weird because I'm, I'm the youngest person here. You are, yeah. Except for Nick, who uh, who's like a in dog ears. Uh, <laughs> anyway, anyway. I I I I I spent six hours in a row, uh, dressed up as a ghost, which is basically just a sheet on me with a uh, with white talcum powder put on my face, which is crazy because there's a sheet over my head. So why are the why do you need, why do you need to put powder in there as well? Yeah, there were no eye holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was it so that so the stuff doesn't um the cloth doesn't stick to your face. You're more comfortable. Yeah, you don't want to get a, a nappy rash in your face. <laughs> yeah, that was the problem, Nick. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> So you had a shoot on you for uh, six hours. Yeah, and uh, and most of that most of that shooting was uh, okay. There's this point in the video you're, you're gonna see, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be on top of the top of the t- top of the hits. You know, funniest home videos, Australia's funniest home videos. You're gonna show it, and you're gonna be like, "That is a third place." Uh, <laughs> you're gonna see, yeah, and there's gonna be a ghost that pops out of the bottom of the screen, and to get that effect, uh, I had to crouch down for uh, four of the six hours. <laughs> And if you've seen photos of me, I'm usually squatting, and uh, I wish I was dead. I wish I, uh... I mean, you were playing a ghost. It would have been easier. <laughs> it would have been a lot less, lot less makeup and costuming. I mean, it was, it was a makeup and a costuming. <laughs> <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't fucking break out this special yeah. effects budget. They're not going to fucking... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not like the fucking CGI Ghostbusters. They're going to come in and be like, oh, it's a real... I'm going to come... No, I'm, I'm a fucking... Like, ah... Uh, I'm also I'm pretty sure in one like when they shot me like straight on, they did it in some way that like using a certain lens that it looks like I'm filming like a, one of those bachelor side offs where it's like, you know, I don't like what Jess said and I think it's time to prove that she's a bitch and it's like, but you're uh, a ghost saying that. But, well, I'm not even saying that. I'm just I'm saying in a ghost voice. By the way, they had they had me sing in a ghost voice and it was so hard. What did you sing? <sighs> some fucking some kid song. How did it go? Five fingers and five toes. Five fingers and five toes. Hey, yeah, hey. but sing it. I don't want. Because <laughs> Jez, imagine how you're already singing it in a video dressed as a ghost, yeah, covered in talcum powder. Why is video? this more embarrassing than that? It's not embarrassing. It's just it. a hassle. <laughs> I don't want to do it because fucking. You know how? Imagine, imagine what it's like to uh, to hear a ghost sing in a ghost. Oh, uh, I can't imagine. I asked you to show yeah. me. Yeah. Because fucking, I also didn't know how. By the way, this whole thing, I thought I was being punked by Alexander. Because he set up this, like, this meeting of me and Vidya, who, like, 
almost know nothing about each other. I know that she uh, did. She's cool. Yeah, uh, whatever. I like her. Okay. She let me stay with her for free for one day only. Yeah. (laughs) She said, okay, in the morning you must go. (laughs) And I said, all right, that's fine. You've saved me $25 tonight. (laughs) Yeah, she gave me a lift. It was great. Uh, yeah, it's the Asian ghost story. I'm playing the Asian ghost. You're playing the Asian ghost. Yeah, that's racist. Literally white face. All right, literally white face. <laughs> well, yeah, I have a white face. Incorporeal face. What about? And it? I put talcum powder on it. Why? Why you couldn't be less Asian if you less Asian-y? <laughs> <laughs> you're why? You're why losing are you the moral Asian high ground, Manfred. <laughs> oh, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's shifting. Like Call that. him Ching maybe, Chong Chinaman. Maybe they put talcum powder on the face because they didn't want your face coming through the sheet. You know how like you wear like white pants How's and you see underwear through it. Right, what, so you cover it with powder. So, you, so they covered his. Yeah, you cover face. your pants in talcum powder, <laughs> right? I've never make heard it white, this at all. so you can't see his his um, his face. Yeah, because my my this dark tan face <laughs> just shows right up through <laughs> that uh through that fucking that white sheet. You know my <laughs> my tanned good looks and my my bold red lipstick I was wearing. We'll put a photo on the website of Rory and red lipstick. <laughs> you can fucking do it right now. I got sunburn for doing the fucking lies. Anyway. And uh, and I thought it was being punked because fucking Alexander like set us up at like eight a at eight p.m. and uh, and I was like, okay, cool, yeah, I'll do this. And she's like, cool, I just need you to uh, record some lines and send them to me. And uh, like I said earlier, uh, I don't know what a ghost singing sounds like. And I have housemates now, and I had to leave like the room. We're all sitting together, and I had to leave the room. Be like, I gotta, I gotta go. And sneak into my room and like record into a microphone, like me yelling into a microphone, like. A children's song, and you can—they can hear me from my shower. They could definitely hear this. And when I went back, there was no one in the house. They left. They were ghosts the whole time. Yeah, they were dead. Uh, That's why. That's why no one was paying the rent. If I if I come up with the lyrics of a song that a ghost might sing, will you please sing it as a ghost for me? If I write this out for you, I could uh, I could just uh, I could just make up a song right now. Wait, I mean you can, yeah, you can. I just got an idea. So you do yours, and then I'll get you to do mine. Okay. Keep Uh, in mind, you said it was shoutery and showery. uh, Basically, uh, the uh, the voice I did was uh, I said, "Oh yeah, I'll just do Vincent Price," and she was like, "Okay." What now I really want to hear this Vincent Price impression. Yeah, uh, very versatile voice actor. No, oh, thank you. Um, Not so yeah. you. He is. <laughs> <laughs> so if I can do, I can, if I can do a Vincent Price impression, that makes me a more versatile actor because I can do Vincent Price. I, I genuinely want to hear what your version like. Is this like Vincent Price's Eggman or Vincent Price's like Eggman? He played Eggman. Yeah, yeah. From the Sonic cartoon. No, no, uh, Eggman in the Batman sixties uh, TV show. Does a fuck what? And whatever. Anyway, here's a here's you a song. Had a voice like this, says like, man, and then we'll never have it. Here's my impression of Vincent Price <laughs> uh, singing exactly a song. Like uh, I was working in the lab. What? Late <laughs> one night, when all of a sudden I saw an eerie sight. Something, something, <laughs> something, 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 something. So they did it to my surprise. They did the mash. They did the monster mash. The monster mash. <laughs> He's doing both parts, even the girl parts. Uh, and that's I'll my be- impression. Well, that's, that's a very good impression. Oh, thank you. That's not Vincent Price. What? That's not, Vincent, not Vincent Price, Price at, all. at all. Oh, okay. That's Bobby Pickett, I think. It's just also, like, Vincent Price tends to be, like, sort of Halloween-related. Yeah. And that's also Halloween-related. See, it's I, not Vincent Price at all. No, no, I, I, know it, I know it doesn't actually sing it. I know that... Why did you Google... I didn't know. I didn't Google anything. This is your ghost song. I, okay. I, I, I'm not impressionist, but, yeah, Vincent Price <laughs> is closer to, like, I don't know... <laughs> I'll wait to sing this as it goes. Sorry. Do you want me to do the Amsterdam one as well? Or, no, no, don't. Yeah, don't my other notes that are just notes about premises. All right, yeah, so. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> Rory is a ghost singing a ghost song. By the way, I thought it was Vincent Price because uh, apparently he's doing a Vincent Price impression during the song. Anyway. Oh, we'll make it, I swear. Well, that's just John Lennon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll make it, I swear. Ooh, living on a prayer. Will not living. I'm dead. I'm a ghost. You dumb idiots. Wow. Uh, yep, send this one back to the. <laughs> that's the song. Send this one back to the writers' room. Uh, okay. Maybe cool. do yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Like N- not you. Get, a, get get one of the writers to do it. <laughs> that, that, all right. That definitely sounds like a ghost.
that's it. That's the app. We're all done for another week. Uh, it, how fucking brutal must that have been to be one of the other three people there when Nick went and, like, Nick does four and a half minutes of his fringe show and then just goes and hides in a bedroom for 30 minutes while you're just sitting there, the three of you being like, hmm, did we maybe make a mistake choosing Nick as a friend? Like, that would not have been fun at all. But uh, thank you, Nick, for sharing it. You crazy, crazy man. Uh, I always like when Nick's on the podcast. I get to learn so many things about uh, about ludicrosity in approach to one's life. Um, it was interesting for me, like, talking about, uh, like, sort of rehashing the Adelaide Fringe experience. Because uh, this year I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to Edinburgh for the first time. I'm going to the Edinburgh Fringe in August. I'm going to be there all month uh, doing, uh, doing my show, doing my little... My little comedy show, my little sex lines and video game show. So if uh, if any listeners have a friend in Edinburgh who, one, might want to come and see my show, it's in the free fringe, so you come for nothing, uh, that would be great. Tell them I'm there. Or this would be way more helpful because I still haven't sorted any kind of accommodation. Uh, if you know anywhere I can stay, like uh, like for, for money, I'll pay for someone if I can stay in, on like a couch or a kitchen floor or whatever. Uh Fucking hit a brother up. Um, you can contact me through um, my website, infinitejazz.com. Uh, There's like a contact form there. Or uh, if you just know me, you can go to the Facebook page or whatever. Um, dude, I, uh, I'm, 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 on a, I'm on a limb. I'm out on a limb here. I, uh, it's going to be an expensive festival anyway. Anyway, you shake it out. But um, fuck, man, I really, really must, should have organized all this stuff way earlier it's gonna be a very expensive year just with all the festivals but on top of that i don't know how to deal with this this edinburgh thing i'm, sh- I'm sure i'm gonna i'm gonna come back a much better comic but fuck am i gonna be broke as shit i mean i'm already beyond broke i'm already in debt substantially to my lovely and uh, long-suffering partner but um whoo edinburgh Anyway, guys, uh, that has been the episode. If you are enjoying the podcast, thank you, by the way, for listening. Uh, but if you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend, tell one friend about it. Uh, our listener numbers have been picking up, and uh, it does make it much more uh, feeling like a, not a huge waste of our like time and effort. Uh, we are, we do enjoy doing the podcast, but uh, it, you know, it'd be nice for more people uh, to join us. So thank you very much for anyone who has told their friends. Um, and we, we very much appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, if you haven't told anyone, um, maybe just tell one person, you know, just be like, Hey, there's this thing. Uh, sometimes it's real funny and sometimes it's okay. But, uh, we've got a few really funny apps lined up, so it's going to be good. A few Omar apps. Hey, Hey, uh, I don't know what Omar apps, uh, performed in. Anyway, that has been the podcast. Thank you guys so much once again. Um, that was episode 23, Comedy Cabin in the Woods. And here is the Monster Mash. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie sight. For my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly... To my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. From my laboratory in the castle east to the master bedroom where the vampires feast, the ghouls all came from their humble abode to get a jolt from my electrode. They did the match. They did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They did the match. It caught on in a flash. They did the match. They did the monster match. Oh. The zombies were having fun. The party had just begun. The guests included Wolfman, Dracula, and his son. The scene was rocking over digging the sound. Igor on chains back by his baying hound. The coffin bangers were about to arrive with their vocal group, the Crypt Kicker Five. They played the match. They played the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. They played the match. 
pocket for horn and a flash. They played the mash. They played the monster mash. Out from his coffin wax's voice did ring. Seemed she was troubled by just one thing. Opened the lid and shook his fist and said, Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist? It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. The monster mash. And it's a graveyard smash. It's now the mash. It's a horn and a flash. It's now the mash. It's now the monster mash. Now everything's cool, Jack's a part of the band. And my monster mash is the hit of the land. For you, the living, this mash was meant to. When you get to my door, tell them what it sent you. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. The monster mash. And you, my graveyard smash. Then you can mash. You'll catch on in a flash. Then you can mash. Then you can monster mash. Master 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 Master